Jays of Football. You said good afternoon there, Paul. We're not doing this in the morning or the evening anymore. No, we're trying it in the afternoon. Got the big match tonight, so I uh, thought we'd do it before we inevitably end up falling out with each other again. Uh, yeah, probably. I think if we're going to do it tomorrow morning, um, one of us might not quite make it. Although, so two, <laughs> two important pieces of news about Songnam in the last few days have broken. Uh, which gives me a bit of hope that we might actually get a good result there tonight. Um, uh, okay, well the intro music was quite interesting. The intro music was Britney Spears. I mean, I know that, that you have that you're a big Britney fan. Yeah. I know that you love Brit Brits ever since the, the Mickey Mouse Club days. But is there another reason why you picked that music? Uh, apparently, someone related to Songnam has been uh, womanising, spreading his seed. Okay. It's quite surprised it wasn't you, but no, apparently. <laughs> Found a reason why uh, your man Wee Joe's not been scoring on the pitch. Yep. Because he's been scoring here, there, and ever off the pitch. Yep. So he's been taking, basically taking his his amazing scoring feats of last year and uh, replicating it in in the motels of Yatap and Gangnam. Yeah. <laughs> so the rumor goes, yeah. Allegedly. Which kind of puts a whole new, uh, a new a whole new idea to the Songnam song. He scores with his left. He scores with his right. Wang Yi Joe. He scores all night. Um, maybe they knew something that I didn't know prior to this podcast. Eh? He scores when he wants to. He scores when he wants to, yes. Um, so yeah, it would seem that he has been, uh, I would say extramarital, but I guess he isn't. So I don't really know what, what the correct expression for it is, but he's got a, he's got a girlfriend of, that he's been dating for six months while banging all and sundry on the side. Yeah. It must be really tough, I guess, to, to be a, a relatively well-known face in Korea, I guess, you know, a well-known footballer in Korea, I guess. Which we may have touched upon, actually, when we were at Butchon, but, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, definitely, judging by his performance um, on on Sunday at Incheon, uh, I, I think his girlfriends are a little bit disappointed. Because, <laughs> like, he wasn't exactly um, putting them away. But anyway, so yeah, so that was one piece of news. There can't be any other pieces of news, surely, about Song now. I mean, the Thiago thing kind of broke last last week. We knew he was heading off to the Middle East, but he obviously got on the wrong plane. He, he did, yes. Ended up in Saudi rather than the UAE. I think he was, he was probably sitting on Expedia, the KR, yeah. trying to find the cheapest flights. And Emirates were really cheap one day, and then next cheap, the next day it was some I don't know, Qatari lens or something. I don't know who flies to Riyadh or wherever he's went, but... Uh, Korean Air, I think. Korean Air, but yeah, so I guess for anyone who doesn't know the story, uh, Thiago was moving to Al Wada or something along those lines. Both uh, teams put up the... Uh Press release. Yep. Had a photo uh, of him taking his medical. Yep. There was actually photographs of him there, yeah. Like, I'll, both teams announced it. He waved goodbye to the Songnam fans and players. And then he ended up at Al Halal in Saudi Arabia instead. Um, because it would seem that when he went out to take his medical, the UEA club didn't know that he was on loan at Songnam and he was actually owned by a Brazilian team. So they then negotiated with the Brazilian team. The four parties agreed the deal. To be fair, we didn't know he was only on loan at Songnam. To be honest, I didn't know, yeah. yeah. I've been hearing his name for like six months. I didn't know he was only on loan. Um, I thought he was, a, he was a signing as well. But um, So then it turns out that the, the, the four parties agreed the deal. Everything was all in place. Yeah. 
whatever was going to happen with that three million, we have no idea. Originally, it was going to be paid three million to Songnam in two installments. Yeah. But I guess once the Brazilian team got involved, maybe that three million became a little bit less. Then, uh, Awada, is Awada, right? Yeah. Uh, they gave Songnam a, a deadline of August first, which was Sunday. Yeah, Monday. Uh, Monday. Monday. Uh, which they seem to have somehow amazingly missed. Um, and then, just yesterday, one day later, he joined Al Halal. And they've seen, I've seen photos of him joining the, the Al Halal training camp well, in he's, Austria. He's definitely there this time. Definitely. Both clubs have announced it then, have they? Yeah, it's been announced by both clubs. It's been confirmed on tour as well. And there's photos going around, so... There are photos going around, but he actually has been photographed wearing Al Halal's training top, I think, right? Okay. Um, so he is definitely going to Al Halal. Uh, the wage packet for him is supposed to be the same. Something like 1.5 million a year or something. Um, or whatever it was. But this 3 million, this strange, interesting percentage of a transfer salary that song number allegedly getting when he was going to Al-Wadad, no one has any idea what's happening now. Uh, you've got to assume Al-Halal bid the same amount, uh, or more, or more. but whether or not Songnam will see... Uh, I mean, we kind of talked last week about how dodgy 3 million sounded anyway. Yeah. You know, it was either the full transfer fee, there was no way it was 20% of a transfer fee. Yeah. So you, you get the feeling that Songnam negotiated the 3 million with Al When the Brazilian team got involved, that 3 million became 20% of 3 million, which is 600,000, which wasn't really enough to go and buy Kevin Orris. Or, well, that's what I was going to try to get them to do anyway. Um, so is that why they, they missed the deadline? Did Songnam miss it on purpose? Um, As someone that's worked in or worked with a lot of Korean companies, I assume there's some tortuous internal uh, policy for getting anything done. So they had to have numerous meetings and yeah. numerous internal yeah. reporting processes. You'll, you'll probably find that the contract arrived on the desk of the person who is third senior or the third junior in line, and he had to then go speak to his senior, who had to then go and drink soju with the other senior who had to then go to somewhere in Gangnam, some dodgy nori bang in Gangnam with the mayor, who then had to go and, yeah, probably <laughs> just had no idea why you miss a deadline. That seems to be pretty easy to make. But, but having said that, I mean, given that the whole Al-Wara thing fell through sometime on the 1st of August, and he was an Al-Hilal player by the 2nd of August, they certainly got their asses in gear on with yeah. Al-Hilal. So that would suggest that I think Al-Hilal have come in uh, Gazumped them. them. I think they've come in and offered both Songnam and the. Well, I don't even know who owns them, whatever. But owned, offered the Brazilian team four million or something, uh, and that and it, that would be enough to kind of then, then make Songnam miss the deadline. I could understand if the deadline that I would have set was before the end of the Korean transfer window, but the Korean transfer window shut on Friday. Right. So there really was no reason to miss a deadline when your own transfer window was shutting two days prior. Like, yeah, cause if it would be the same day, there was so much paperwork, we were so busy, we forgot. But they had Saturday and Sunday. But again, as you said, Korean company, Saturday, Sunday. Civil servants don't work Civil servants don't work at the weekend. But they still missed it on Monday. 
it doesn't make any sense. I guess there's a lot about it that we'll never know, so we yeah. just speculation on that. But part. the rumour, oh well, the fact that we do know is that Thiago has left Songnam, and the fact that we know is that he's joined Al Halal, and you've that's how we know. You've signed a new guy to replace him. We've signed a new guy, Slovenia. How did he look? Uh, stocky. I think I tweeted that on Sunday. Um, he actually, he, he has a pretty sweet first touch. Uh, he's really good with the ball at, at his feet. He seemed really eager, like, a lot more eager than I remember most foreigners <laughs> in their debuts. But like, his first, his first minute, no, first ten seconds in, the ball was whipped in, and he tried a, a very audacious scissor kick, uh, missed the ball completely, <laughs> which was embarrassing. And you would, you would think, oh shit, I've just made a bit of an ass of myself here. But he got back up, dusted himself down, and. Screamed for the ball every single time. Every time Sonam attacked, he was screaming for the ball, and they began to involve him in everything. Uh, and as I said, yeah, really good first touch. Uh, brings it down well, controls it, be able to dribble past players. Was on the inch on, but uh, he had one slough shot, maybe maybe ten minutes later, yeah. which he kind of screwed almost to the corner flag from about 16 yards out on the right-hand side. Um, like a Brazilian Gordon Strachan or something. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed by his eagerness, let's say that. His work rate was high. But we'll see how it goes. Do you know where he's come from? <sighs> uh, actually, he I believe he's... <laughs> this is another strange one. Uh, he was owned by a team called Carib and Nemaniza or something like that. But he was recently playing at Catania. Uh, but not Catania in Italy, but Catania in Brazilian third league or something. But it says that he was actually owned by someone else. If you look on Wikipedia, it's impossible to find out where he actually came from. The Korean transfer market's so murky, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's so dodgy. We complain a lot about stuff that happens back home, but what's happening here is ridiculous. I mean, at least back home, you just pay £15 million and get a diddy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Over here, it's like, do you even know if you've signed the guy? I mean, we, we only know Adriano was owned by SUSO because he basically spat the dummy and left Dejan. Was he owned by Dejan? It's so... The whole thing is so weird. You know, I think Eastern European players, it seems to, to be clearer with, with them. Do you know what I mean? It seems to be that with the Australian players and Eastern European players, you seem to know if they're on loan or if they've been signed. Yeah. But with the Brazilian players, they're announced as signing. But then he was never owned by Pohang either. Um, so that explains why Pohang let go a guy who this season has been looked at player of the year. Do you know what I mean? That explains why Pohang let him go. They, they, they had no option but he let him go. And he, but then, I don't, yeah, it's very, very strange. And yeah, you texted me, was it yesterday? Saying you've been in contact with a Ghanaian football player playing in China. So. He has indeed, yeah. I'm going to give him the details of an agent. So, yeah. The only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is that his, uh, his uh, Twitter handle is Fatman1000. <laughs> I'm not convinced that's going to get you uh, probably Sue One Bluebings, but um, <laughs> probably not one of the top six. But yeah, a Ghanaian forward in China, or a Ghanaian footballer in China, has contacted me and asked me if I can set him up with a trial. It's <laughs> not like I can set him up with a trial. Um, so I'm going to pass his details on to uh, a guy I know who's a bit of a, a, bit of a, a dodgy agent. I met this guy at Soul Martyrs, where he was like, 
the agent for about 10 of the Soul Matters players. Uh, he was also the agent for the Paraguayan and the Chilean, the two South American guys who weren't Brazilian, who played for Gang One the year they got relegated from the Classic. Okay. So I'm way past his details on. So you might see Fat Man 1000 gracing, gracing a Galbi restaurant near you soon. Um, okay. So what should we talk about next then? I guess we, we may as well review the, the weekend's games. It was quite a quite a, an interesting mover, movers and shakers at the, at the weekend. Some pretty unexpected results. Indeed, there were. Uh, so one. That would yep. be the first unexpected result. Uh, yeah, and quite. I'm assuming you went to the game. I did. How was it? Deserved. Lucky. Uh, Confident for tonight. I think it was deserved. Um, I think you notice in the last few weeks I've been complaining a lot about how sloppy they were in their passing, giving the ball away a lot, kicking out of play. They basically cut that out, and all the, the still a lot of needless pa- passing from one side yeah. of the pitch to the other. So a lot of slow build-up, but at least they stopped giving the ball away. Um, had the new right back playing, the guy they'd signed from Eland. Mm, Curio. Yeah, he played the first half, got booked after about two minutes. But he looked pretty effective. He, he, I think we said this last week. He, he does look like the kind of guy that Wang's going to have to bring down a couple of pegs. I think he thinks he is a superstar, not just because of his blonde hair. I don't know if he's dyed it since moving to Seoul, but it was definitely blonde when I saw him play for Eland. Not blonde um, anymore. Okay, so I, I was definitely blonde when he was playing at Eland. Um, but I think he, he definitely looked as if he had a bit of an attitude, a bit of a kind of, you know, I'm too good for for Elan type sort of swagger about him. Uh, so that may be something that, that Huang will need to control. But I definitely think he has a lot of talent. He's got a lot of potential. He looked pretty, pretty decent in the 45 minutes he played. I guess if you have someone at right back that's decent, that probably gives, that allows you to play the forward at back and play Ko Johan, right? Back in his favourite left back. Ko uh, Johan's, you mean Ko Wang Min? Yeah, the, the left back. But he's still playing Kim Chiu at left back at the moment, okay. which is like a, our senior left back. Um, but yes, yeah, it looks like he's ditched the back five for the moment. Yeah, because wasn't he playing? Five. He was playing like a left back and right back, right? Yeah, he did that once, once or twice. Okay, yeah. And he went with like three at the back. Yeah. which doesn't re- really work. Yeah. With the other, I mean, it works with Osmar, but it doesn't really work with the other two guys. I think Osmar maybe is better at that kind of. Or, but Osmar a bit forward to the back to the, as we discussed before. Yeah, so first clean sheet under Huang. Uh, apart from the nil-nil draw in the FA Cup. But um, leak. Yeah, about. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and first victory over Pohang this season as well. Yeah, but the third attempt. Third attempt keeps Pohang in seventh. Yeah, somewhere down there. Yeah, so they're looking like looking. Like it could be a very interesting top six, particularly if did the army win again at the weekend. They did. So they did. Saturday night they were in second place. In second place, right? Yeah. So I know that Park Jim Po returns to Songnam in, in September. Yep. Uh, and I'm assuming Kidong returns to Jonam in September. I mean, I don't know how Jim Po has been playing, to be perfectly honest, but I know he's. I saw him in the the Kili Classic Team of the Week a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so I'll be interested if they both leave. I'll be interested to see if like, 
how many other Assange players, you know, Assange's players leave to, to see if they can actually keep maintaining that, that kind of because they could end up in the top six and become the Pippin boys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And get absolutely humped by every other team in the top six, or they could end up actually being a viable top six team. Would be very interesting if they made it, if they finished second or third and got into the ACL. That would be interesting. You see, just exactly how many players who don't want to do military service suddenly come flooding back to Korea to join Sangju, yeah? Son Young Min, I'm talking about you. He'll be exempt after they win the gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah, they don't need bronze. But they're going to go for gold. They're going to go for gold, but they're not going to get it. First game against Fiji tomorrow night. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think they have a good enough team to win gold. I really don't. I think the Japanese team is quite a bit better than the Korean team, I think, as much as that pains me to say that. And I don't know about... Team GB didn't enter one this year, right? Probably not. I think they, they, they only did it because it was London Olympics, right? Yeah. Okay. Besides, they would lose it anyway. So, Sanju beat Suwon 2-0. Suwon FC, yeah. Suwon FC. In Suwon as well, right? Yeah. Uh, so after Suwon had kind of bounced back from a couple of decent results, yeah, they're still rooted at, at, at the bottom, right? Also on Saturday, Chon Nam did most of us a favour and beat Ulsan 2-0. Yeah, that was another, that was a huge loss. Again at Ulsan as well, right? Yeah. So that, I mean, that's like, they, they started the season slowly and poorly. They then were on an amazing run, got all the way right up into the challenge, well, I mean, joint second, you can, I mean, on goal score, they were third, but, you know, on points, they were joint second with Seoul, yeah. and now have lost, or have failed to win any of the, of the last five, I think, and they've had some pretty bruising results on the way as well, and they play John Book tonight. Away again. Away again, yeah. Talking of John Book, they got a 3-0 will. 3-0 win against Kwangju at the weekend. Yeah, pretty easy. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So they're running away with it. It's going to take... I mean, you, you're kind of looking at it now and saying even a points deduction is not going to be enough to actually not make them win the league. Do you know what I mean? They need to be like a 25-point deduction. They just look... They actually look like they might go through the whole season and not lose. Although you do realise that they'll probably lose in the last game before the split at home to Incheon or something, you know what I mean? To ensure that Songnam get kicked out of the top six. Oh yeah, oh, good God, yeah, that's weird. We're struggling to be, I mean, we, because of Osan, we moved up to fourth, Yeah. from fifth, but we are struggling right now. We need to get a couple of decent results under our belt, uh, otherwise we're going to be at that top six. So you got a draw away at Incheon at the weekend. We did, yeah. We came from behind twice. Yeah. Actually, so did Wang Yi on Sunday night. But anyway, um, but then, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, we 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 had the best of the first ten minutes, as we always do against Incheon, uh, and then the I, I was quite impressed by Veloski, Veloski, their Incheon's one of Incheon's three foreigners. He looked pretty good, uh, and and eighteen minutes he he, he missed an absolute sitter. Uh, and then in 20 minutes they, they scored again just like you were talking about sloppy passing across the midfield no reason for it yeah. just like, like Songnam sloppily putting the ball across without looking and uh, inch on number 7 can't remember his name but he's really tiny 
uh, jumped in, took the ball, ran forward, and then hit this shot that was just 99 times out of 100 would have been straight at the goalkeeper. But for some, I just had this amazing bending swerve. I took it right inside the post. So that was 1-0. Um, Sonam fought back. Uh, the guy who scored, I have actually no idea of his name. Bae Song Jun or something. Um, again, actually it was really good work by, by Wang Jing Sun, the guy that we signed in the, in the transfer window. Put the ball in. And I think I tweeted... Volleyed from the edge of the box. It was one of those ones that kind of hits the ground, bounces three times. You yeah. know, if it was like a tennis point, it'd have been out. You know what I mean? It'd been out. I mean, it bounced like three or four times and took an age, and the goalkeeper was completely like wrong footed. So we're in half time one each. Uh, at that point, I moved down to get myself on TV. Um, I ended up on Sport TV with Kunsuk sitting next to me, like dabbing his, his sensitive brow. <laughs> it was so hot and instant. So hot. And then um, second half, Inchon came out, scored Kevin Orris, uh, brilliant finish actually. And then we pummeled him after that and deserved to go two each. Um, second goal was Kim Do Hyun came on at the, at the break, picked it up in midfield, uh, shot and it deflected off the Inchon defender's arse and wrong footed the keeper. So both their goals are slightly fortuitous. Yeah. But then we just, after that, we literally just tore them to shreds. And Huang and Joe missed three, four sitters. Um, much to the annoyance of me with the whole, Kunchana, Kunchana, fighting we Joe. I may or may not have got myself banned from the away end, that Songnam games for saying something, but anyway. Mark, make love, not war. Yeah. If you've seen the last letter, you'd have, even you as a non song non fan, you'd have said something. What was the one you sent me a screen cap? That was the 94th minute. The ball basically gets cut straight across, and he comes in between the three defenders and slides in and knocks it past the post. How did he knock it past the post from there? Like four, like literally three yards out, with the goalkeeper beaten. Nothing, like nothing in front of him, and he, and he bundled it past the post. It was miss of the season. Uh, and that was just... Like, he had a few like that, just... He, he was actually really good on the wings. He was actually brilliant on the wings. Like some of his hold-up play, and like you know, like some of the way that he kind of brought other players into play was actually brilliant. He was performing really well. But when he got in the box, he just performing really well. Yep. Good he was, play. He was. Yep. But he just couldn't do anything in the box. Just like guess he got stage fright. So uh, I have I've uh, shipped him. Shipping blanks, is he? Yeah, I've shipped him a box of uh, of SK's finest Viagra, <laughs> and I'm hoping that he'll uh, have no problems scoring tonight. Hopefully, after the match. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I think I'm, I think I might have been Kialis. I, I got it off of a good friend of the podcast. Beep. Um, so <laughs> you can't see his name on the podcast, but it'll be like he won't talk to anyone. Now? <laughs> he won't speak to anyone for the next six months, right? So he's been doping his horses with. <laughs> yes. That just leaves one match from the classic, and a classic it was, I think, by all accounts. Oh, was that the, the Suwon Jeju game, right? Yeah, the Bruins. I game, went to yeah. the game, the same fixture in Suwon earlier on this year, yeah. and it was a boring one now. Yeah. Uh, and this one was like. Eight goals? Eight, yeah. Including one in the 90th minute. Yeah, but not to the right team. So I think Suwon were 3-0 up in 18 minutes. 
pretty quickly, pretty swiftly on. Yeah, and then Jeju fought back to 3-2, I think, and then it went 4-2, Suwon, and then 4-3, Jeju, and then it finished 5-3 to, to Suwon, yeah? But I, th- I also think that Jeju did have a, a, a really good chance to make it 4-all mm. before... Before someone scored, yeah. yeah. From what I could read on Twitter, it seemed to be very much the Yom Ki Hyun show. Yep. He seemed to be like, not just running the show, but basically, yeah, he was like devastating for him, right? So, I think when he plays, when he plays well, he is one of the best players in the league, definitely. So, Sue on turn the corner? Nope. So you think they'll be... I think they'll probably... I know they have a super match coming up soon. Yeah, next... Uh, and it's a home in Sangam, right? Yes, yeah, it's Sangam. How's that? Because the first one was in Suwon. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, I guess when they did the fixtures, they didn't think there'd be any chance of Suwon not being in the top six, right? Yeah. So I guess it didn't matter at that point in time, yeah? So actually, you would probably have been unhappy because um, the last super match would have been at... Uh, uh, the big boards where you'd imagine you guys would, would have been fighting for second place or something whereas instead it's like actually probably the least important supermatch has ever been well to be fair Blue Wings are only four points off sixth place ok yeah but above them are like Guangzhou Pohang Pohang number point ahead Pohang two points uh, Pohang three points ahead Cheju four points ahead I mean, based on their, consi- on their consistency, you'd imagine that Blue Wings are going to drop several points, whereas Guangzhou looked at the team who could pull off upsets here or there. Okay, they got absolutely destroyed by John Book, but I would still put Guangzhou as being a team that they could pull off upsets way more than, I think, the Blue Wings turning around. So, we've already mentioned we've got Seoul, Song Nam Seoul tonight. Uh, basically, both teams are in the Champions League at the end of this month are playing tonight. John Book Ulsan, what's your prediction? Uh, John Book Ulsan, uh, I think John Book will continue their unbeaten run. I think Ulsan are all over the place. They have some great players, Ulsan, uh, and when they do play to their strengths, they are pretty formidable, but right now they're just, they have no confidence. And John Book is playing with a confidence that comes from a team that thinks that they can outscore anyone, yeah. even if they're 2 0 down. Yeah. So I'm not, they might not win it, but I, my prediction is John Book not to lose it. Okay. I think it would even matter if Osan went 3-0 up, I would still be confident that John Book would bring it back to 3s. And then Song Nam Seoul? Um, Song Nam... So Seoul won the first one, 3-2. Yep. Song Nam won the second one, 3-1. Yep. Uh, Adrian was back for tonight. Uh, he's available for tonight whether he's back or not he's available right uh, my money's on Adriano coming off the bench 20 minutes left turning the game so we win 2-1 from after song now I'm going 1-0 up in about 10 minutes and Kim Hagbam defending for the next 80 that's my prediction and are we making a bet yep I'm going to be away so I don't know what the forfeit's going to be um, surely surely nothing happens until you've Done your original forfeit of appearing in the way and at Songnam. Or yours, right? <laughs> of dancing in the centre circle. <laughs> Which I did. Whatever. Um, video would suggest otherwise. Um, yeah, so what's the bet then? Should we do a financial bet? Uh, Dinner? 
dinner. What to go with the birthday dinner you owe me? Oh, technically, you can't say I owe you a birthday dinner, right? I volunteered and offered to buy you a birthday dinner. Yeah. You can't now say I owe it to you. I said you owe me one on the fourth of October, then, right? Verbal contract, mate. Verbal contract. <laughs> yeah, you take Amsung them. Yeah, okay, but let's go for a something stupid like, yeah, like a ridiculous soju fest next Wednesday or something. Dinner on the person who loses. Dinner on the person who loses. Dinner of the choice of the other person on the dinner who loses. That sounds complicated. Yeah, it does. For me, it's really easy. It's like my poke mega and ten bottles of soju. Uh. We'll work the bet out after after you win, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your prediction for tonight? Uh, I think it'll be a draw. So it's all it's all moot. This talk of bets and forfeits. I don't think so. I think I think so. We'll just edge it. I really do. I think so. We'll just. I, I've been. I've watched Songnam so much, and just not even come close to really to winning in the last few weeks. Uh, Super One FC, like, and at, at home, Songnam have been dire. They're at home, we've won one point out of fifteen in the last five games. I, I really just think. I think so. We'll just clinch it. Just okay. In that case, let's bet ten million one. <laughs> Let's just keep it at the dinner, right? You sound like Huangy Joe talking to his, his uh, female targets. Uh, I'm a little bit too drunk to drive right now. Can we just stay in a motel until I sober up, Paul? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, more like Wangy Joe. You just drop the H and call him Wang. And then there were some games in the, the challenge. Anything uh, catch your eye? I didn't see any at all. I have no idea. All I know is that I know Ansan romped home winners again because I know that the Ansan Foreign Supporters Club were saying we'll win the league again, fly the flag or something. I thought uh, it was quite ironic. I think they, they beat Tegu 4 1. Something like that, yeah. I think it's a pretty easy victory. And I think Dejon won. Dejon beat Kyungnam 3 2. Yeah. I want to say 3 2. Let me check what uh, our. Pretty secretary has to say about it. I know Elan lost. Yeah. For two on the bounce now. Yeah, it's two on the bounce. So I think, yeah, Elan looking like, uh, I mean, playoff spot is still still achievable, but they're going to have to fight for it. And especially when you consider the fact that in the transfer window they got rid of more than they brought in. Yeah. Far more than they brought in. You'd have to imagine that they're going to really struggle. Must be down to bare bones, really. Yeah. Yeah. Kangwon beat Elan 1 0. Ansan beat Tego 4 1. Tejon beat Kyungnam 3 1. The other two games were Anyang beating Koyang 1 0 and Puchon getting their first win in a while by beating Chungju 1 0. So we have what? Ansan pretty clear at the top? Ansan top on 50. Kang won second on 41 with a game in hand. Tegu third, 39 with a game in hand. Puchon 37 with a game in hand. And then Anyang 33. Elan 32. So it's looking like Puchon are going to clinch that playoff spot then, right? If I think every, everyone in this league, apart from Ansan, seems to be quite inconsistent. So yeah. Any, so anyone that puts a decent run of form together is going to end up in the playoffs. In the next. 
what have we got? 15, 18 games left. I mean, there's still a lot to play for. I, could, I mean, there's still definitely a lot to play for, but you've got to imagine that Anson would we'll probably wrap it up. And then, yeah, you're looking at probably Gangwon having strengthened uh, in the transfer window. Probably the most, I think, yeah. Gangwon, I reckon, will, will get a player spot easy and then the other two is up for, for grabs, probably. So, so. so I guess we talked to that a little bit about Eland shelving or shipping out a lot of players. We mentioned the Gangwon. I know that we mentioned in the past about Gangwon signing uh, the John player I always get wrong. Louise. Louise. Yeah. Louise. So Louise went to Gangwon. Uh, but what were the big ones? Anything major? That, I mean, anything worth. Because, I mean, like last year, there was a lot of transfers. You know, in the in the kind of summer transfer window last year. I mean, obviously the biggest one was Adriano coming to Seoul. Yeah. Uh, Rina came to Songnam. Um, Edu left for Japan. Chong TC left uh, the Blue Wings. So there was a lot of big sort of stories last summer. Anything major catch your eye this year? I guess the big one is Edu coming back yeah. to Chumbuk. Um, was been rumoured basically since he left last year yeah. he'll be coming back in a year's time and it, it's happened I mean if he tore up the the classic in the first half of the season and almost finished top goal scorer you've got to imagine he's going to tear it up again right you think he can overhaul Thiago to become second top tro- oh, goal yeah, scorer I in the league so, yeah I think so yeah, that, yeah I think I mean part of me doesn't want him to do it because it, I think kind of he, he left I don't want him to come back and be a success but yeah you've, you've, you've got to imagine that that's definitely strengthening your squad like, based on his performances at the first, in the first half of last season yeah um, various clubs have shipped out various underperforming Brazilians yeah which is not a real surprise right? we know there are guys that come in and leave within six months so. yeah like he goes away and Karanga's left Cheju Moses has left Cheju um, apart from that there was the the Wanderson going from Tejon to Cheju was interesting. Yeah, yep. Because he was doing pretty well with Je- uh, Tejon, right? Yeah. So we'll see if he can turn it on in the in the in the classic. I think that for me, like the big move, from, from, we talked about Edu, but obviously Thiago leaving was huge. But I think that, that our big move was uh, is it Bruce Dejetti. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce his name, but. Yeah. Coming from Adelaide, Adelaide to Suwon FC, that was a kind of huge signing again by Suwon FC. That I think this time last year they brought CC from from the Spanish second division. Yeah. Um, so it seems that uh, you wonder how Suwon A can afford him and B can attract him. Um, but I'm not really sure how good he is. But it definitely seems to have been like the biggest uh, transfer, maybe outside of Edu, probably like, the biggest transfer out of the window, I think, yeah. They've also got rid of uh, Ojimi. But only on loan, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, because they might actually own him, <laughs> I think. So I think he's been out on loan for six months. To Thailand. To Thailand. Ho- hopefully, I'm guessing them hoping that he'll come back and slot back in next season if they're in the Classic, right? Or if if he does well in Thailand earning a move the interesting thing for me is that, that um, in the case of Igor it said he was only on loan and his loan period has ended and he's nipped off back to from whence he came I guess 
but six month loan is kind of unusual, right? Yeah, that's a lot of this happens. That, that's what I don't understand. It's like last year, Songnam had three forums at, at, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. With Lucas, uh, Jorginho, and I can't even remember the other one. Brazilinho. Yeah, there was another Brazilian, and they, there was only one that was there uh, by the end of the season. I think it was Jorginho was still there, but the other two were shipped back uh, in the summer transfer window. Now, it looked like they'd come over on maybe like a year's loan, but if it didn't work out in the first six months, we can send you back. And I wonder if that's what he thought he'd come over on. It's a year's loan, yeah, but if it's not working out in the first six months, we can terminate and send you back. So just come and eat Sam Gipsell for six months and then yeah. go back twice the size. Uh, I think we could probably do a whole podcast on Brazilian transfers and what actually goes on and how uh, how they're even financed, whatever happens. But I think it really is something that the Keeley needs to stop, I think. Do you know what I mean? Because like, for every Thiago and, and Adi, there's about 15 Higors. Well, if we look at the foreigners coming in, Kwangju have signed some guy called Olivier Bonnez. Uh, Cheju, well, Wonderson's an interleague transfer. Edu's coming back. Chon Nam have signed Jair. Yeah, who used to be at Cheju? Mourinho. Who's it, Mourinho? It's a big move. Uh, Puang have signed Muralia and Lulinia. And Ali Abbas. Ali Abbas. Songnam have signed Silvino. Yeah. Seoul haven't signed any foreigners. Suwon have signed Bruce. Blue Wings have signed Jonathan and Romeo Castellan. Yeah. And Ulsan have signed Mendy and Celio Santos. And then also got a couple of Brazilians coming in in the, in the, the challenge. So you've got Bruninho at Anyang, Edson at Puchon, Nielsen Jr. at Pusan. Who's come back to, to Pusan? Uh, I believe he was at Pusan before. I'm sure, I'm sure that's it. I'm, I'm convinced that's the same Nielsen. Chungju have signed three guys. Kuaku was Malcon and Rafael Ratao. Tegu Alex. Um Kangwon Serginho Maranyo Luis Gyeongnam Markovic uh, Eland nobody. They signed a Brazilian. They signed a Korean from a Brazilian team, though. Yeah, oh, there's been a couple of Brazilian-born Koreans, Paraguayan-born Korean. So there's a couple of Korean boys who have come in who were actually born overseas. They're born in South America and stuff, yeah. But I mean, how many of these Brazilians are going to get are going to bring anything to the league? I mean, how many of them are actually better than what's already here? And you, you just maybe think, should teams, instead of bringing in these Brazilians, they should just maybe try and splash out and try and bring some Koreans back from Japan, China, you know, like Thailand, these these other leagues. I mean, there's Koreans playing, you know, like, all over Asia. Should they not just maybe try and bring them back? You wonder how, how much these, like, how much Igor was making in the time he was here. Yeah. You wonder who gets the money. I mean, you just don't see the benefit of half of these transfers. Sometimes, every now and again, you'll get a, a good Brazilian, you know, a good player coming over. But it's so rare, for the most part. They, I mean, for the most part, when they get the ball, you just stop watching. 
you know what I mean? So, okay, the Brazilian boys on the ball. Okay, anyway, I'll start tweeting again. So, yeah, so Britain, obviously, the so have done really well in their foreigners, like, uh, but so brought in one player, or well, maybe a couple of players, but they brought in ex defender Quack Tehi. Quack Tehi. From Al Hilal. To, like, kind of shore up the rocky defence. Although nobody's actually seen him yet, so actually he might turn up at Songnam tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so not very. So, I guess last year we did like the whole kind of in-depth transfer window, but there's not really a whole lot to talk about. But this time, is it really? Not really. I think I don't think there's any point in ranting this week. I think my rant has been over two weeks, and there's the whole Thiago fiasco. Yeah. Uh, which, which really probably, like, for me, is kind of soured. So I mean, Sonam have been doing really well. Like, to be where they are in the table, it's been kind of like a good season so far. And I think no matter what happens now, they. Like, yeah, it's kind of severed the whole season for me, just like... Maybe we should come back to Seoul. I've never been at Seoul in the first place. Um, That's not what a good friend of the podcast, uh, Horseman, says. Yeah, well, he's only called Horseman for one reason, <laughs> and it's nothing to do with Wangy uh, Joe's premise. But no, I mean, I don't know, Like the whole Thiago thing is kind of... Yeah, it's not good. I think it's cast what we all thought already about how dodgy these transfers are, do you know what I mean? But, um, so, so I don't really have a rant. All I want to say is, yeah, that's kind of shitty. Okay. Do you have a rant, Paul? You can't with the rant. I mean, so one to know when you guys all danced under under your stadium, yeah? Woohoo, look at us, we won! Woo! They do that every time they win. I just haven't seen it in a long time. No one has. Won in a long time. <laughs> yeah, no one has. First time so, win in ages. So this weekend, no games. So I guess no previews to, to do, but I guess that does mean that with the two games tonight, um, what can happen? What's the most that can happen? So if Songnam beats Seoul, nothing happens because I think Seoul with the, are now you have three points ahead with a far superior goal difference or goals for. Yep. Um, if Osan beat Jongbuk and Songnam beat Seoul, nothing happens. If Songnam lose to Seoul when Ilsan beat Jongbuk, Ilsan go fourth and Songnam go fifth. There you go. And if Jongbuk lose, nothing happens. So what are we going to talk about next week? Next week's show. Uh, next week's show, we're going to talk about all the joy of all the fun of the fair. Well, we can do previews, can't we? Actually, there's midweek games next week as well. There's midweek games next week. A bit odd, right? To have no games on the weekend and have midweek games. Yeah, there's midweek games next week, right? I can make any. So I guess today's outro music is going to kind of keep on the on the main theme of things. We're going to have we've been talking a lot about Brazilians, yeah. uh, Wang Yi Joe not getting a Brazilian, um, and a lot of South American things. So I guess Paul, do you have something typically South American Lothario lined up for us? Yeah, I think presumably a lot of footballers must be playing around here in Korea as well. They've got the money, they've got the adulation from fans, but you don't hear much about it in the news, so I think we should milk this for all it's worth. This I think so, yeah. Last anecdote, someone was telling me, a uh, good friend of the podcast, Crystal, I think. Paul, you said the last anecdote, that means there was a first one. <laughs> when, I, when we were talking about the, the Hwangi Joe situation, she said that actually uh, baseball players are well-renowned for having a girl in each, each away stadium. So whenever the, whatever it is, the LG twins go down from Seoul to play the Lotte Giants down in Pusan. Okay, yeah. Each, all the main players have got a girl each down there that they call up. 
hang out. Presumably also known as the room salon. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, yeah. It's not like, I think it costs you two million one a month and you just call it any time, right? <laughs> okay. But anyway, I'm sure his, his Hangi Joe's girls around the world are not called Mandy and whatever, but a little bit of Monica. A little bit of Monica. But take it away, Maestro. Take it away. A little bit of Monica in my life A little bit of Erica by my side A little bit of Rita's all I need A little bit of Tina's what I see A little bit of Sandra in the sun A little bit of Mary all night long A little bit of Jessica, here I am A little 